This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Uh, God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk speaking out loud in depth and i'm joined by a very special guest you want to introduce yourself my name is nicole queen and i once again i am so glad to be here it's an honor to be able to have dialogue with my brother in the lord and talk about things that are important in the body of christ things that are essential to our lifestyle as christians praise the lord Amen. praise the lord well sister you've been <laughs> before you ain't had to give us that extravagant I, okay intro see, but you start with me already y'all i appreciate see? it see that well listen family we want to <laughs> talk about a very important topic tonight the title of tonight's solid talk says when the sun goes down mm. now i want to discuss the hottest thing on the internet right now i kind of <laughs> spoke to nicole early in the week i said i'm not going to get too deep in but i'm, I'm gonna get but a little gonna bit do it anyway, deep right? into it right the hottest <laughs> okay. thing on the internet this week has been about a former nba player named kwame brown now, sis, I need you to just indulge me just for a little bit. I give you a little bit. I got to talk a little bit about sports. Okay. Just so that folks can really understand the picture of right. this situation with Kwame Brown mm-hmm. and how it ties into the spiritual revelation of what we can learn from it. Amen. I give you a little bit of time. I'll yeah. you in if you go too far, bro. So, so you're a sports analyst tonight. Okay. okay. Uh, that's what I'll so, be. Yeah. Give us the context, bro. So just a <laughs> just really quick backstory. We're not going to get too deep into it. Kwame Brown was a number one draft pick straight out of high school uh, way back in the early 2000s. I think maybe like 2001 or something like that. And needless to say, if you are the the and let me qualify that he was actually the first number one draft pick to be drafted straight out of high school. Right. So there were people that came out of high school before. But not number one. But he is the first number one to come directly out of high school. And he got drafted to Michael Jordan's Bulls. Yeah. So already all eyes are on him. So that kind of gives us a little little context for what's going to, what happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're the analyst already. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's drafted number one. He has extremely high expectations, as all number one draft picks have. Mm-hmm. And based upon the standards of what a number one pick dictates a lot of people have made him the poster boy for being a bust now Mm. what a bust is for those who may not know is basically a player who doesn't live up to his expectations so not only was kwame considered a bust but he became like just this this butt of all jokes right he just became the poster boy all of these analysts are going in on him, talking getting about bullied, him. Basically, getting bullied. Absolutely, yeah. And because he's getting bullied, right? Um, well, I'll say it this way: in the midst of him getting bullied, he never really fired back. Hmm. You know, he never really spoke up. He, I mentioned he got drafted back in like 2001 or something like that. Hmm. 17, 18 year old kid. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and and he had it rough because and I'm, i promise i ain't gonna be in the sports for too long but he had it rough because he got drafted to michael jordan's team right anyone who knows jordan knows that he's hard on his yeah. teammates he hardens them because when he goes into 
into war. I was about to call it combat. I was going to say, yeah, you lost me for a minute. <laughs> but that's how he sees it. <laughs> yeah. He sees it almost like it's war. You know, it's com- he's so competitive that he wants everybody that's right. going to bat with him to be hardened. But see, that's double the pressure right there. Yeah. Number one, he's straight from high school. So that means he really hasn't lived life, really, mm-hmm. outside of the sphere of... The, the, you know, his environment being in high school, we know that's not really life because most people find themselves, quote unquote, when they get to college, you know, that whole I'm on my own thing. Mm-hmm. So he's got the pressures of that probably becoming a man, then mm-hmm. the pressures of being the first, then the pressures of, OK, now I'm with Jordan. So it's like a lot of pressure and I'm sure a lot of eyes on him. A lot of eyes on a him. lot of eyes. He gets allegedly Jordan was really hard on him. Mm-hmm. They say he even brought him to tears one day. He was always kind of riding him. Right. So then he gets traded. And guess what? He goes from Jordan to Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> even better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who's practically equally. He's like the the the, the second Pressure. version of Jordan. Right. Mm-hmm. All it is to say the young man had a really challenging career and based upon most people's expectations. He didn't really live up to it. They would consider him a bust. So fast forward all the way to 2021, 20 mm-hmm. years later. Two players, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, have a podcast called All the Smoke. <laughs> and they bring in Gilbert Arenas, a former teammate of Kwame Brown. And Steven Jackson is also a former teammate of Kwame Brown. To make a long story short, they basically start joking on him and they make him the butt of the joke. They say he was sorry and all of this. And out of nowhere, Kwame just comes clean out the blue and just totally ethers them with these videos. Right. And ever since then, he's been on this nonstop tirade of basically um, talking about these guys and just making a point. Hey, you guys aren't so great. Um, the things that you value are superficial. Mm-hmm. I have my integrity. I have the things that make me who I am. Okay. There's more to me than my basketball career. Right. And when you look at my whole life, the totality of my life outside of the box score, totality. where I came from, yeah. Yeah. Um, his story, right? He wasn't a bus in life right? because he overcame a lot of adversity. So why are we talking about him tonight? Mm-hmm. We're talking about him tonight because his response has been furious. <laughs> furious. Yeah. Don't go listen to him. Now, I didn't listen to all of them. Now, he cussing <laughs> like a sailor, right? <laughs> yes. he, he's, he's cussing. Every sentence is... Don't know examples. I, I don't even no want to say the letters, right? But I didn't watch all his... I shouldn't have been watching his videos. So if I mess around and, and cuss somebody what? out, it's blame, no disclaimers. Blame no, blame Kwame. See, now you're getting reckless. No, I'm not going to do that. All right, let's Lord, let's let's reel it in. Reel, reel it, it in. in. Reel it in. That's so, what I'm here for. So so some people are saying that he's just speaking his piece. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that he's just angry. Mm. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about anger tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, let me throw some disclaimers out here. I don't believe he's just angry. There's a lot of um, issues that he has, points that he's making that are very insightful. So he's not only angry. 
And and when somebody is angry, you don't want to call them angry because all that's going to do is just make them angrier. Absolutely. That being said, I can discern and I can see, and you know, it, it's kind of rude to psychoanalyze somebody, but it's just really obvious if you just right. kind of watch the guy that although he's not just angry, he is angry. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I titled this tonight, and this is where I want you to weigh in, sister. Mm. Um, we're going to read from a scripture really briefly in Ephesians chapter four, which talks about how we are not supposed to let the sun go down on our anger. Um, so let me read this really quickly. It's Ephesians chapter four. Then we're going to get into a real discussion right. about this. I just want to kind of frame it with the word a little bit. Um, absolutely that's just, what we're here for yeah absolutely because we're using kind uh, let, let me say oh this let goodness. me say this okay here it is <laughs> we had this conversation over the phone <laughs> sometimes i slip up and i call kwame kanye okay <laughs> so if i call kwame kanye please just ignore me and just understand <sighs> what i'm trying to say but ephesians chapter four man i don't Let's just let's 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 start at verse 17. Um, as a matter of fact, let's just start at uh, verse 22. That you put off concerning the former conversation or behavior, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Now, this is what we want to talk about tonight. Verse 26, which says, be ye angry and sin not. Mm -hmm. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Mm. Neither give place to the devil. Mm. He goes on to say a few things. But if you go down to verse 31, he says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind to one another or one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another mm. even as god for christ's sake have forgiven you i'll leave, leave that open oh okay so we can, yeah yeah even as okay. god for christ's sake has forgiven you so this is where kwame fits into this title mm-hmm. somewhere in his career the sun went down on his anger and because he let the sun go down on his anger and then he sat on it for mm. 20 years if you look at when this young man first started getting criticized he's 39 years old now he came into the league when he was 18 years old he let the sun go down on his anger right and now it's been like that for 20 years. And this is why we have this huge catharsis of a tirade that he's just been on nonstop. And so what I want to ask you, sister, because I didn't did this sports talk for like five <laughs> or 10 minutes. Um, what should we do about anger? Hmm. Mm. How, let me ask it this way. How do we handle anger? Mm. Well, that, that of course, is always a complex question, which is why we're here now. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I will say 
in reference to the word of God, as we were reading it, some things jumped out. It says, let me see, let me go down here. Be ye angry and sin not. Let the sun, uh, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Then it says, neither give place to the devil. Then when we go all the way down, it, it, it highlights bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. And then down, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted and forgiving. It's not a coincidence that forgiveness is mentioned. It's not a coincidence that um, sin not is mentioned right after anger. So what it does is it allows us to see that there's a correlation sometimes, most times between anger and sin. And that's why forgiveness when we're quick to forgive, that can sometimes actually save us of a lifetime of trouble. But here's the thing. I first would say when you are angry, well, let me let me take a step back. When you are at a place where you recognize the seed of anger, a little irritant. And I tell people sometimes if I get in the, up in the morning, I'm feeling like, blah, that's not really angry. It's just kind of like, eh. But that little seed right there, if you don't kill it right away or address it, because sometimes people think uh, if I just suppress it, I'm OK, or I forgive them and they haven't really forgiven them. They forgot or they moved past it or they suppressed it or they condoned it or forgave it or, or not forgave it, but um, just brushed it out of their mindset. The first thing I would say is to recognize the seed of that anger. Recognize it because it's easy to let the sun go down on it when you don't give its give it its proper place. Mm -hmm. Hey, I am angry. Be bold about it. It's not, and, and I know as a man, or well, not as a man, me, but mm -hmm. a woman versus a man, the way we deal with our anger is different. Wow. And, and 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 it's so interesting when you look at men, they're told not to show emotion except anger. Wow. You can't show that you're sad. Why? Because then you're going to be seen as feminine. You can't cry. Why? Because you're feminine. All of these things that society says that a man should not do. But the one thing he can do and not be shunned against or criticized is be angry. But then when he is angry, now he's labeled as a criminal if wow. he's black. Yeah, that's true. You know, or another <laughs> color. So it's like you can't cry. You can't say you're hurt because now you're a quote unquote sissy. But if you are angry, oh, let me dig up your past and find some other angry people in your family so I can call you a criminal just like them. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword in a sense. It's like, according to the word of God, and, and I truly believe um, uh, the ethics that is presented here in the word of God, mm -hmm. I truly believe that first addressing the seed of anger, the frustration is the first step. Because when you can identify it head on, what it is, you can deal with it. But 20 years of all of it. And like I said to you before, it's almost like that Jack in the box syndrome. Wow. You know, I don't know if that's something that's real or not, but you just whining that thing, just pressure, pressure, pressure. You never know when that Jack going to pop out mm -hmm. 20 years later, that Jack popped out. So to answer your question, what should we do? How do we respond to that? I personally would say what, what, what should have happened is if he was able to address that anger, and deal with it in a healthy way. Now, I don't mean go tell your your, your, uh, your team, hey guys, what you said about me really hurt my feelings. Not necessarily that way. Because addressing it doesn't always mean going to that person. Because let's say it backfired or they ridiculed him. It could have messed up his whole career. He could have gotten in fights. He could have gotten, you see what I mean? So you yeah. still have to handle things with wisdom, but addressing it and, and, and healthfully dealing with it in a way, whether he talks to a, a, a therapist or a counselor or talks to a trusted friend or obviously prays about it. Um, I don't know 
you know, where he is in his relationship with God. But look, judging by the way he's cussing <laughs> on them live streams, look, he might know the Lord. But <laughs> I can definitely say he got a little bit of work to do. Ah, he's still on the potter's wheel. I ain't judging. I ain't flawless. Here we go. You know I mean? But she's where does say you know them by their fruit. Yeah, but then it again, a lot of fruit. it's a lot <laughs> of fruit. But then again, we never want to look at somebody in their crisis moment mm -hmm. and say you are this. But at the same time, what's in you will come out. Mm. And then when you are subjected to the Holy Spirit, a lot of times you'll see what you really made of in those crisis moments. So it's kind of like, you know what I mean? But I would say, and I think that anger has its place. Anger is an indicator of a boundary that has been invaded. You know, if someone bothers you or bumps into you and you're like, ouch, it hurt because that it invaded something that's on your on your skin, a mm -hmm. physical boundary, an emotional boundary may result in man, it hurt my feelings. Yeah. So I think that when we are in a place where we know what angers us and we can be honest about it and not suppress it, we are better able to deal with it in a healthy way. Sometimes we don't know what that healthy way is, but it first starts with addressing it, addressing mm -hmm. it and just kind of, Lord, I, I feel this way when I'm in this situation. I don't know how to respond yet, yeah. but help me, help me God to process this. And, and then the journey of healing begins. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes easy to forgive when the bitterness and frustration, because sometimes God could really show you something else. And I, I can't remember, you, you're the expert with these uh, scriptures, but it makes me think about something that Paul said, that all of these things are not com in comparison to all the drama I've went through, yeah. you know, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. So all this bad mouth and talking about me, calling me names, God could have showed you something way ahead. Wow. And you could have been like, man, all this stuff y'all saying ain't, got, ain't a drop in the bucket compared to where he's taking me. Yeah. So it's the perspective shift. You see what I'm saying? Why am I worried about what you're saying about me? And God already gave me peace and healing in my heart. And I know where he's taking me because guess what? It may wind up being like Joseph and I'm on to over top of all of y'all. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. you never know who you put in your mouth on. Now, I'm not excusing his behavior, mm -hmm. nor am I saying that it's justified. But what I'm saying is, had it been adequately dealt with in a way that was in a healthy manner, mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't be seeing what we see today. And it shows just how anger, the seed of anger, yeah. can manifest itself mm -hmm. if yeah. not dealt with. It can grow into something. And those roots go deep. The, the root of uh, anger, those roots can really get you know pretty firm in there. Yeah. And you'll start to see various manifestations of that anger. Yeah, it, it reminds me of that scripture, maybe in James one or something like that, where it talks about how sin is has to be conceived, conceived, and then it, it then it brings forth death, oh, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. there's a process that that happens when we go through or experience anger, frustration, these type of things. I want to be clear. I don't even want to make it all about. Uh, Kwame, because I've I have dealt with some real anger issues. Mm -hmm. I'm probably still dealing with some real anger issues. And so I think it's important that we all have this discussion because it is a natural emotion. Yeah. It's even an emotion that that God has God has wrath. There's hmm. another scripture that says God is angry with the wicked every day. But the difference is that uh, a he's God. <laughs> Huge difference. <laughs> and, yeah. And then B, the Bible didn't say don't be angry. Mm -hmm. It said, let not the sun go down on your anger. And so the reason why I use um, Kwame as a backdrop is because just the explosion that can happen. Mm -hmm. Now, let me be clear. I don't think he's dangerous. 
let me get that clear. I don't think he's dangerous, even though he has talk about jumping on him like a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to um, <laughs> present it like he's a, a threat or something like that. Right. Um, that's the first thing. Uh, the other thing I want to be clear about is that it's okay that he did get angry mm-hmm. because anybody who experienced what he experienced. Mm. See, the thing about Kwame was that he was a pioneer. <laughs> he, he was the first high school draft pick to be drafted number one. There were other players after him that were busts that fizzled out of the league now let me he Mm. Kwame played 12 years which means he had a successful career you know compared to most guys I think the average player probably lasts about three seasons right um of course you got the the superstars and all that but uh, but there's a lot of players that fizzle out that you don't even hear about but he was able to play 12 years but it's not all about him you know, I, I'm throwing myself in the boat, and I think it's really important that we understand exactly what you said, which is that we have to identify it and we have to nip it in the bud. Mm. One thing I've noticed in his talks is that he has set up defense mechanisms. Yeah. He has presented himself like he's not angry. Mm. And that he really is just trying to get a point across. He is getting a point across, you know, about <laughs> about the media and the machine and how it is just there to tear down players. And that's a whole different discussion. But nonetheless, he's angry. And because of that, right, um, we have this explosion. It made me think of the cicadas. Oh, boy. The cicadas... <laughs> Uh, don't go in my backyard when you leave here, sister. Um, <laughs> the cicadas have invaded my backyard, and I was thinking about how they go underground mm. for Whew. 17 years. I'm getting itchy, y'all. I can't and do whatever it is that they do, and then all of a sudden, 17 years later, they come up by the billions, possibly trillions. <sighs> anger that's like that's like what we're witnessing right now in this situation something that we let slip beneath the surface for however many years five five months five years 10 years 20 years and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it rises up let the sun not go not go down yeah it went down it went down it went down wow and 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 so the relevance of that statement is what I gather from the scripture is that if you are angry, let it be for a moment, momentary. Because I do believe that emotions are indicators. I say this all the time, and I know I probably drive people crazy, but emotions are truly indicators. Sometimes you don't know what you feel until you recognize, which is easy to recognize anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that this bothers me. Oh, man, now I'm angry. Oh, stop. Why am I angry? Mm-hmm. Let me go back. Let me rewind. Oh, that's why I'm angry. Okay, I see. So sometimes emotions are indicators to us that reveal truth about ourselves that we sometimes don't know. But momentary, momentary, momentary. Do not let it go down. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Momentary, meaning deal with it, address it. Yeah. Feel how you feel. 
but address it. Don't sleep on it. Don't let it linger because now it's starting to take shape and get root. It's going to get rooted in you. Mm -hmm. And we don't want that to be part of your foundation because now it could be part of generational situations. You know, it, it could be a lot. It could be a whole lot. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Look at the comments. Yeah, it's a few comments. I want to I want to read uh, the comments. Not right now. OK. But okay. Like, there's one that I happen to see that I want to bring up in a moment. Okay. My brother, Joseph. What I wanted to say was about those defense mechanisms. Mm. So mm -hmm. if you look at brother Joseph's comment, what he says is he says Kwame Brown unwittingly revealed the fatal flaw of the fraternity mentality of the NBA slash media and secret societies in general. So um, brother Joseph is just talking about how he's trying to tear down this machine uh, that kind of sticks together like a click. Yeah. Now where I feel Kwame really uh, got hurt, which is the reason why I think we're seeing what we're seeing is because he expected that from the analysts he expected that from the media but recently the mm -hmm. players after they retire now what they do is they go into the media and they become a part of the media see that's mm. yeah and and, and and so i think what really struck the nerve is the fact that his his peers his family yeah his his his, yeah. his family if you want to call it NBA his nba family, family yes his Players that he played with, Gilbert Arenas, Steven Jackson, on the same team, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. He sees that they feel the same way about him mm. that those media people did. Because Kwame was probably able to rationalize it in his mind and just say, oh, you know, well, those are just some analysts. analysts. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're some punks. They someone sitting there close to you, close yeah. to you, been with you, blood, mm -hmm. sweat, and tears fighting with you, winning games, uh, working out, practicing. That yeah. feels different when it hits close to home. Exactly. And they now become part of a society, so to speak, that's mm -hmm. against you. That could feel like rejection. And we already know what rejection does <laughs> exactly. as far as how that uh, affects anger. Um, feeling, uh, it, it's it's just so much, it's, it's a lot of hurt and pain. Yeah. And I feel like hurt is really close to anger. A wow. lot of times. I really feel like those two things can be intertwined. Absolutely. Why do we usually get angry? Because we're hurt. Something hurt us. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly. That's that. Those two are like, you know, salt and hand sugar. In hand, salt <laughs> and sugar. Yeah. And he, so he so he's he gets this betrayal from his brethren. Mm. <laughs> and I'm about to get some more. Let me get serious. for the rest of the talk. He gets this betrayal <laughs> from his brothers in the nba and what i'm seeing him do is it's like okay if i'm not accepted here mm. and i am dealing with rejection i have to do something or find something to justify my identity so instead of instead of That's it. me trying to be like you and fitting in with the in crowd wearing all the fancy gucci clothes he's saying look i don't got no gucci sneakers on i got on some boots you know what i mean i'm a worker i farm my own land i uh you know i have i own these acres i raise some chickens and basically <laughs> what i'm saying is he has taken solace in an identity that's separate from the people that he's rejected 
he's basically mm-hmm. saying, I have more values than you. I don't spend my money at the strip club like you. I, I'm trying to help my community. And all of that is actually great. And it's actually true. But the challenge I have with it is at the same time, he is not acknowledging the fact that he is hurt. He's he's trying to laugh it off. He'll he'll make these statements. He'll cuss them out literally. And like, I mean, he'll make a joke. But then after the joke, he'll cuss them out. And it's like hard. Like, nah, brother, you weren't just making a joke. You really, you felt that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I felt that when you were saying it. Like, I almost feel like you're right, reel I'm it in. Throw these, th- throw I'm, these hands. In. I'm about to reel it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but then he tries to laugh it off. Right. And I believe that it's the lack of acknowledgement, giving that That's to it. Christ. Yeah, I've been praying for him so hard. My God. Because I can just, dis- not really that hard, but I've been praying for him consistently um, because, you know, like witnessing this, it, it, it has really, you know, I feel his pain. Mm-hmm. And I don't need, it's like you don't even want to tell them that you're hurt because that annoys people when you be like, you mad and they're not mad, but, or they say they're not mad. But um, yeah, it's just really giving it to Christ. He said, come all those that are weary, heavy laden, come learn yes. of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart. He said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. He had been carrying that for 20 years. And at any given moment, Jesus Christ can take that weight off of him. Yes. Ooh. Just the, just the, 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 the way you parallel those two things, that scripture Versus the reality. So how many things do we carry that if we would have one addressed them early, could have seen a difference or two, okay, maybe 20 years have slipped by 15, 20, but we still have a chance to give it to him. It's not over. It's not, okay, well now it's time for me to explode. There's still a chance. There's still redemption. I, I say that word loosely, but I'm meaning it's still an opportunity for him to give it over to him because he is still hurting. He is still in pain. And what we're seeing is an unbridled tongue, number one, and just an explosion of emotion that has that has nowhere to go but out and however it comes out, it just comes out. And so when we, and that's why I think it's so valid that we pay close attention to what the word says about let not, I keep saying this wrong. Let not the sun go down on your wrath because once that thing, it it, it turns into, I mean, now you got a whole, a forest of anger. It was a seed. Now you got a whole vegetation and lifestyle. And like you said, having that, experience with rejection, having that experience of now those that were close to you, that's a whole nother level of anger. That's a whole nother level of pain. And any person in their right mind knows that if someone close to you, who's been with you, who you had no idea all these years felt that same way, or they could just be saying it now, but either way, it's like, and one of the things that you said earlier made me think of is identity. Who am I now? I'm not going to let these media people identify who I am. I have to establish myself. But the thing is, when you do that, you really got to know who you are to say what you're saying, because you can't just, uh, you know, let me let me restate that. Mm-hmm. You, it's good to know who you are and exude that. And we know who we are from Christ alone. 
but you don't want to be identified by your anger or your reaction to something that, or a pain. And, and oftentimes in the media, we don't learn about a person until we experience something negative. Okay, this one slapped with this one. This one got beat up by this one. Now, why are we learning who they are? Why is the negativity uh, uh, preceding their introduction to us in the media? Now, of course, wow. we knew who he was initially, but it's almost as like when all eyes are on you, now people are looking for something negative. Let me nitpick. Because like you said, yeah. there are other people that came behind him, but he's the poster boy for that because he was the first. And when you're a pioneer, that's a whole nother level of attack. Yeah, A whole nother level of attack especially when God has given you something or shown you something or, 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 or skilled you to be a certain way that others may not have seen. So they don't know where to place you because you're new. You're a pioneer. Yeah. So, you know, this goes so much deeper than basketball, but when you're a pioneer of something and God has shown you something that has yet existed, you now are in a space where there was no space. You uh -huh. created that space. And so now people are going to identify you or become, um, a, 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 not identify, um, like they may meme. become in. Hmm? I say he's almost like a meme. Like a meme, like right. Like a meme before memes even came out. Exactly. And so now people are trying to classify him. But when you know who you are, that won't phase you. Yeah, it may hurt, but you won't see a reaction like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it won't hurt, yeah. but when you know who you are, that's like if I said to you, Greg, you are blue and got red polka dots. You won't <laughs> care because you know you don't. Uh, it's like, okay. Yeah. You're like, Nicole, you need some medicine because you can't see. Yeah. you know. But when you know who you are and you are firm in who you are, that's one thing. But I do understand that when you're hurt by people, that, that, that that's a pain that, that doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. My teammates, they were with me. And now I see that you're siding on uh with others who were against me like you said i could yeah. stomach that because mm -hmm. they they don't know the ins and the outs of every day but now y'all too it's like adding injury on top of injury on top of injury and it's like now my heart is hurting and so now i wonder and, and you and we talked about this i don't know if you want to go in this direction but you talked about generational things too mm -hmm. and how they're now trying to label him based on the past of his family yeah going deep into that when you're angry People will sometimes, instead of try to help you and have compassion and pull you out, sometimes they try to push you deeper into it so they can further justify the label that they're giving you. And it causes your message to fall on deaf, deaf ears. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, it, it it's like he has some really groundbreaking things that he's saying and exposing about exactly what you said, which is how they basically build you up just to tear you down. Mm. Um, that's essentially what he's saying is that you got this machine. They it, it, sports is like the, the real uh, backdrop, but what they really care about yeah. is the drama. Yeah. So if I can, if this black man got arrested, you know, they pulled him over. He, whatever it is, they want, they expect these guys to walk on eggshells. Mm -hmm. They, they, you give this, uh, you know, get these young guys, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, $50 million. <laughs> and just expect them to be flawless. So, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a different discussion to be had about that, the Man. machine, and, oh. and really the expectation of these players because they need to know that going in, that anytime you're famous, there's a price that comes with fame. Oh, yeah. You can't just be a renowned person a well-known person and just expect to not have a lot of scrutiny because unfortunately the way this world is set up 
that's just how it is. And so um, what I will say is that he's done a great job of taking solace where he can. My prayer for him is that he really surrenders what whatever's left to Christ. Yeah. Because what I see is that he's he's channeled that anger and put it into a passion for some seemingly noble causes, but there's a lot of uh philosophy that he's adopted that's I don't think is healthy. You know, a lot of racist stuff. I don't want to get into it. But when I was thinking about this, the spirit of the Lord brought to my mind Saul. Mm, yeah. And if you really think about Saul, Saul was a person in the Bible who got angry. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> if you remember, he got angry at David. He tried to kill David several times. <laughs> you know, it's funny how the word mad, like the the word mad, archaic, yeah, means like, like crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but today mad means angry. Yeah, but they're still related. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so, if you look at Saul, okay, uh, where did Saul's anger originate from? Mm. Saul's anger originated because they had. Oh, I know what it was. Um, I think it was after David killed Goliath. There you go. And the females came back <laughs> and started. They came up with the song. Really? It was a female? If I'm not mistaken. I know they started saying David killed it. You know, Saul killed his thousands. David killed his ten thousands. You know it. But I don't remember if it was a female now. I I think it was the (laughs) women. We about to look this up now. But I think what happened was the women were singing that song. And um, maybe it was women and children. Something like that. I we call, have to verify that. Yeah, it was something like Saul killed a thousand, but David killed, killed ten thousand. I, yep. I, I joke that it's the very first disc record in history. <laughs> <laughs> like they literally <laughs> made a disc record about um about Saul. Let me see. Saul killed a thousand. Okay, there, so there so I bring mm-hmm. that up because this was the You're inception. Right. It's at the top. The women. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm the looking. Women came out from all the towns to meet, singing and dancing, joyful songs. Yeah. Um, so, in front of all of these women, we'll just read this this one. I don't know what translation it is. As the troops were returning home after David killed the Philistine, the women came out of all the cities of Israel <laughs> to meet King Saul with singing and dancing and joyful songs and with tambourines and other instruments. And as the women danced, they sang out, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Look look at verse 8. By the way, this is 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 8. And Saul was furious and resented the song. They have ascribed tens of thousands to David, he said, but only thousands to me. What more can he have but the kingdom? Mm. So the reason I bring that up is because Saul let the sun go down absolutely, on his anger. And because he did that and he doesn't appear to have taken any action to deal with that for the next however many chapters, he spends the rest of his life trying to kill David. Right. And he basically spirals down into confusion. Mm. 
it, 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 it amazes me how anger with something that, you know, well, let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. I believe in thinking back to the song, it's ridicule in a, in a sense. No, it is. <laughs> it's yeah. ridicule to say, yeah, you did a good job, King. But here's this little guy that's doing way better than you. And they singing and dancing before the king. Imagine how you would feel. I'd have fired everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but see, it's it's like, it, it, it amazes me because little old David ain't do nothing but what he was supposed to do. What he was supposed he to do. He just did what he was supposed to do. And he like, okay, so is that the reward? Getting the king angry at me? I ain't even do nothing. They sang the song, not me. But it it, it 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 just it just reveals about human nature how comparison, rejection, ridicule, um, those things can incite anger. And sometimes we're not even, and I don't want to say we're not justified in our anger, but when I what I mean is the anger itself doesn't even make sense. It's like you angry for a song, it's just the reality of it. He killed tens of thousands. You killed, I mean, whatever. You know, the 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 intensity of his kills or uh, what he was able to do. Well, okay, was a little more than what you could do. All right, because Goliath was huge in comparison to what you've had to do. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, "Hey, man, we on the same side," excellent, wonderful. Let me elevate you to whatever, whatever status. But I'm still king, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think about was it uh, uh, Joseph. <laughs> when he when he revealed the dream, he didn't say, oh, man, I'm jealous because he knew what that meant. And I didn't. He said, I'm going to put you second in command to me, meaning I'm going to give you your rightful place. But I know who I am. I'm still king. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like but now this king saw responded differently. He's like, oh, I'm angry because the people are now he probably thought the people were going to leave him and turn towards David. And that was probably what it is, like an uproar. Um in society, in, um, you know, the governmental system. So I can kind of see the fear and the anger or, or the frustration and the confusion, but he knew God. He knew God. He knew God. And he knew that he was anointed for where he was. Mm. So if you know God and let's say somebody compares you to your brother or sister, why get angry? You're on the same side. You're on the same team. Yeah. So I know this is a little different, but I feel like as people, we need to take a step back and look at the source of our anger. Why am I angry? Is there some insecurity within me? Why would I be angry about a song that's really, yeah, it could could be kind of like throwing some shade. It was kind of shade in there, but, (laughs) you know, but at the end of the day, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. Yeah. We are children of the, the, um, the most high God. How dare I get upset? Yes, they may be, you know, I don't want to rain on your parade. Cool. I'm still king. Have your little song. But I still got power because I'm King Saul. You know, so the fact that he got angry revealed that, number one, and and it can be true for all of us, that when we're compared sometimes and if we're not secure in who we are, it it could create anger. And when we don't address that, when we don't see the reality of what upsets us and realize, oh, I need to do a fruit check. I need Mm. to check my fruit real quick. Mm. Why am I getting angry about something that the man did a great thing? Yeah. He's not comparing myself to him. They're doing it. We have to ask the Lord to search us. Yeah. Because let's be clear. Anger is an emotion. It's an emotion. So Mm -hmm. emotion. I always tell folks 
Don't apologize for how you feel. That's it. Worry about how you respond. Because feelings are just that. They just they just come up. And I think what we need to do is ask the Lord to search us because sometimes we know why we're angry, but other times we feel anger come up and it's like, where did that come from? Like, why does why does this make me angry? So I think that that's something we really should should all consider. At the end of the day, it's only Christ alone who can really handle these situations mm-hmm. the way that they need to be handled. Because he knows the source and the root of all. And and honestly, to be fair, we don't even really know. Yeah, We know the surface level stuff. We know the trigger sometimes, but we don't always know the root. Wow. Man. It's a lot of comments, Brother Greg. Yeah, I want to get into these comments right now, as a matter of fact. I and I, I just well. greet everybody in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to see what Sister Roxanne is saying here. She says, when we don't have Christ in our life, we can hold anger for a lifetime. Mm. But if we're in Christ, we are new creatures and the Holy Spirit is now our guide. It leads us in truth to release and forgive others. I love what you said, Sister Roxanne, about releasing, you know, just really letting go, not carrying that weight and that burden because it it can weigh on you. You know, and a lot of these guys... when we first brought this up, I was talking about men and male <laughs> rejection. Yeah, oh, and that's how, heavy. How men deal with rejection. That's heavy. Um, but you know what? It's like a lot of times men will res- I mean, men and women both turn to sin. But what happens is we have to pacify that anger, and sometimes that pat that uh, anger is pacified smoking drinking Mm -hmm. you know fornicating uh drugs all of these unhealthy vices that are sent there to cure that hurt right the only thing is that they're not a cure they're not they're not a cure at at all all. they're a i i want to say they're a band-aid but i feel like that's almost giving it too much credit it's almost like just something that numbs you just for a moment and when it numbs you for that moment, after that moment is over, then you're right back to where you were. And this is why he can make the videos and cuss everybody out who's just mentioned his name. And then the next day do the same thing because he got it out for that moment. Moment. But, but then didn't. once that moment was over, yeah, it's like, boom, I'm still angry because it's unresolved. And it's like the more that people do, the more they add fire to it. And the the thing about anger is that it distorts and magnifies things. It does. It distorts things in such a way where somebody could say something like, like really, I'm a little bit, I hope he don't see this because I don't (laughs) feel like I'm talking about him like that. But it's to the point now where if anybody say anything, anything because it's multiplied you're adding times to it. like 10. Yeah, you're part, he may classify yeah. you as part of the people that's yeah. trying to come against them. But yeah. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, but not when the, you're, yeah. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Not to even get too much into the details of the matter, but in my opinion, I don't even think Gilbert really said too much wrong. I feel like the host kind of baited him into it, but he got looped in because it's like at that point when you're on the rampage. They used to have afraid anybody can get it. I remember that. <laughs> you ever see? <laughs> you ever be in a situation where somebody angry 
and they're fighting or whatever and they like anybody can get it like whoever's in the room whoever look at me funny mm-hmm. whoever does anything and god doesn't want that for us here's a here's a comment by sister uh glean from his word she said i don't know if you can see it on just mm-hmm. uh it's further up though it's not that one. yeah just yeah, yeah. um when you care too much of what people say you uh, let me read that again. When you care too much of what people say, you lose sight of what God thinks and says about you. Wow. <laughs> that is incredibly powerful because people's opinions don't establish you. Wow. What they do is they respond to what they see or what they think. And here's the kicker. Sometimes we don't even know. <laughs> mm-hmm. God knows. So we can't allow their response to our response dictate who we are because they can only go from the perspective of what they see externally. And God knows who we are. And like you said, when you lose sight of who God says you are, you actually can prove what they're saying to be true. And you don't even really want to. You're this angry black man. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay, well, your words and your actions aren't matching up. You're saying you're not. But the way you're acting, even though it's out of anger, even though we know it's out of hurt and pain, you're still proving what they're saying to be true. And sometimes that's hard because you don't want your message to get in the way of your character, so to speak, in that moment, in that in that uh, cycle of pain or or when you're releasing that feeling. You know, you know, I like to in in, in back when we have, um, you know, in school with uh special education, we would have like those, call it the crisis moments. Mm. So it's not really the child per se, but in that moment when they're in it, we see a different side of them. Wow. But when they come out of that, it's like, okay, now I see the real you in in a sense. So we're seeing 20 years of frustration. We're seeing 20 years of anger Anger. that the sun went down on. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I want to read this comment also by Glean from his word. I allow my sons to cry. Yeah. My oldest told him not to cry. And I said, no, let him cry it out because boys are told not to cry and let him release his feelings. I rather him cry than get angry. That's good. You know, sister, I think there's some very healthy aspects about that. There's a balance that men need to understand about emotional health. Now, I'm not one of these he motion type dudes at all um <laughs> what's he motion uh, it's something so I, don't, I ain't gonna get in trouble tonight but basically <laughs> it's something that a pastor made up but anyway so i'm, I'm working on this book it's supposed to have been out but anyway one of the mm-hmm. chapters mm-hmm. is about nurture and this book is about men and the principles of manhood one of them is a is nurture Now, typically, you don't think of nurture as something that men do, right? But when you look up the definition, uh, and I don't know it right offhand, but it fits fits a responsibility of men. That being said, the question is, okay, so so nurture is the action of raising or caring for offspring. Mm -hmm. All right. So fair enough. The question becomes, where does the man go to be nurtured now men are leaders so if a man's leading his household 
you can go to your wife for, for emotional support, but you shouldn't be going to your wife for nurture, right? When you look at someone like David, David was crying constantly through the Psalms. Like, I don't want to say nonstop, but he's talking <laughs> all the time about he's laying his emotions out. And where is he expressing those emotions? He's giving those emotions to the Lord. See, we can be a grown man or a grown woman, but the Bible says that as far as God is concerned, we should be as humble as little children. Yeah. So what men need to learn as far as their emotional health is concerned is that you can express and emote and all of those other psychological words, but make sure that you do that as much as you need to do it and Christ is where you can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, David didn't have any issue. Um, Zero. You know what I'm saying? No <laughs> issue at all. But I think the challenge that we have in society is that, like Sister Ann said, they're telling guys, you can't cry at all. Yeah. You can't do anything I, at I, all. I, mm. um, my thing is, give it to God. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the behavior that needs to be learned. Give it to God. Now, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Uh -oh. As far as just like, you know, every time somebody do something to you, you just cry. No, men are not supposed to do that. But if you have an emotion that you're dealing with, you have the space. There's, there's nothing weak about giving that to God. As a matter of fact, Paul said, um, I cried about something three times and the Lord told me, listen, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Let the Lord's strength, because that's where men should be getting their strength from, the yes. Lord. Let the Lord's strength come in where you are weak. Mm -hmm. but see when there's ego that's the difference the the whole oh just don't cry at all that's ego and it's also a lie right. <laughs> because it's a facade yeah yeah but as far as um giving it to god that's humility absolutely that's humility absolutely i i absolutely agree in um in in this whole thing where men aren't supposed to feel have feelings or men are just only supposed to be angry you know it's it's raising a society of prideful people mm. and then you wonder why we see anger you wonder why we see you know all these oh we need prisons for this no 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 no. we need to allow men to express themselves in a healthy way yeah we need to show them even in church brother if you struggling with this one thing it's okay to go to the altar and pour out Get all the tissues you need because you're in a process. Now, if you at work and somebody step on your toe when you cry, okay, that's a problem. All right. Oh, my shirt don't fit me. I got too big. I need to lose weight. Now I'm crying. That's a problem. But <laughs> you laughing. Yeah, you but if it's a situation like, Lord, I'm trying to break this cycle of X, Y, Z. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. That's different. That's yeah. different. Man. So we have to be okay with releasing what it is we may be feeling and giving it to God. Humility is all he asks for. You don't have to be tough in front of him because he knows who you are. Wow. Why be tough in front of a God who created you? You're lying to yourself and to him. He, he knows who you are. Even more importantly, see, that's the misconception that because you get angry or get sad or get hurt, that you're not tough. 
Right. You know, you can still be tough and still get hurt. Absolutely. You know, that's it's because it's a human emotion. As Absolutely. I say before, it's not about the emotion. It's about the response. The response. You know, the, the reason why young, the reason why boys are taught that is because in the real world, nobody gives a crap about you. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like it is. You know, it, sometimes if you're a woman, especially an attractive woman, you can kind of skate through. People are going to cater to you a little bit more and stuff like that. But if you're just a dude, like you, you're not necessarily just going to get life handed to you. So you have to be able to stand on your own two feet. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you won't have hardships. Right. It doesn't mean that you won't face challenges. I see a couple comments here. Uh, I'm going to read this one first from King of Grace. She says, men should definitely be able to feel their full spectrum of emotions. Yes. This is a misconception in black culture that boys and men don't cry with is a pit lie. Yeah, I guess she's saying it's a lie from the pit of hell. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree. Ain't absolutely a, Ain't agree. a person on the face of the earth who hasn't cried. <laughs> Oh, is that true, brother? Well, I mean, I was born. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. okay. I don't got, remember. I may have to pull out tea on cried. here. Because she <laughs> tell me. We got this running joke about Greg, but not crying. But, you yeah. know, it's not a pride issue. It's just he don't, That's he just don't cry, say. I guess. <laughs> hmm. Christ Warrior says, it's unfortunate that he's dealing with, he, Kwame, is dealing with bitterness in a way. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me start over. It's unfortunate that he's dealing with bitterness, but in a way, God could be using him to expose sports media who do make a career of bashing black men. Mm. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. They build folks up to tear them down. Mm -hmm. Sister D says anger can be toxifying too, poisonous to our joy and peace and not worth our life minutes. Forgive quick Forgive and progress quick. in peace. Yes. Go back to that. Yeah. Scripture and I just want to say, I'm not saying uh I don't let me say I don't know what steps Kwame might have taken to get help, but I just kind of get the feeling that based on how he's responding now, there's still some work somewhere that needs to be done. Sister Gina says, acknowledge <laughs> anger. And then choose the best way to deal with it. Amen. Wow. That's good. That's Absolutely. Good. It says wisdom in that. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. This is getting deep. This, you can't drop one of these on me this late, sister. <laughs> she says some forms of anger are deeper rooted oh. generational sin oh. curses. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah that's, that's a whole conversation right there. Because, uh, you know, and as you so kindly educated me um, on some of the, you know, in our discussion, some of the things that happened in his past, mm -hmm. people will go in your past and pull out the most, mm, it's like, it's so strategic. They'll pull the one thing out and try to identify you based on the sin or the mistake or the character of someone else wow. and say, now look. You act just like them. In his case, his father, they're trying to bring a comparison to. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, certain things are generational. But like and you said earlier, you don't see him as a threat. 
now yes we getting the 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 verbiage coming out you know um but people can be so cruel the same people that exalt you and praise you go back and say but you just like your daddy wow you ain't never going to be nothing look at you acting just like him so if you poke a bear what you think going to happen and again i'm not justifying but what i'm saying is what do you think is going to happen when you poke a bear who has been under ridicule and scrutiny for 20 years. That's the other angle about this bullying. And bullying. I, I don't even want, I, I don't want to say it because we're already, in ah. end, but it, it, it made me really think about how we talk to and about people. Yeah. How we talk to and about people. You want to read that one, sister? Um, I'm a, one I go to this comment. <laughs> Brother Israel says inadequacy is one of the main reasons for anger in most brothers and sisters. Wow. That's a great point, brother. It's just this feeling of being inadequate. You know, Sister Carol says anger can be a serious open door to pride, arrogance and self-righteousness. I've learned the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Amen, sister. That's Bible right there. It does not produce the righteousness of God. Let me see what my cousin's talking about. He says, fact, mm -hmm. when emotions are high, rationale is low. Ooh. Testosterone Ooh. produces logic and estrogen produces motion. That's God's design. I'm not sure if you meant motion emotion. or emotion. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know the science behind that, but this is what I will say. Um, testosterone can also, it, testosterone is also that thing that gets you pumped up. Yeah. You know, that's the <laughs> thing that really like, I mean, I, I guess it produced logic. I don't know, but I, flexing? I'm a little bit, I, <laughs> let's stay You're on topic. You're supposed to be on topic, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but my, my point is like that, yeah, it might produce logic, but it also produce that, that dog. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where you really trying to, like he say, <laughs> jump on jump on them like a trampoline and all of that. So so guys have to be mindful of that too. Yeah. They have to be mindful of that too. Brother Israel put the scripture in we had earlier. You can just, you, you got it? Yeah, I was trying to find uh, specifically what I wanted to share. Um, mm -hmm. In Psalm 22, it says the title, A Cry of Anguish. Um 22 verse one, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season and am not silent, but thou art holy. O thou, O thou, O thou that in inhabitest the praises of Israel. So David, like you said, he's crying out. David has many songs um, where he's crying out to God. And so that type of a cry is healthy. That's healthy. He's It's who you're directing it to. And I'm not saying that crying in general is bad, but when you cry, you want to cry to the one that can help you. Yeah. And in this case, he's like, Lord, where are you? Where are you? And it could be that Kwame may be thinking, where are you, Lord? 20 wow. years. Where were you? Why could you allow this to happen to me? Mm. 
Cause that could be. I'm just thinking, twenty years. That's some pain. Yeah, and and, and it was said when he was really young, like mm. seventeen, eighteen. So it's like that, he... that stuff. When the sun goes down on that, and it's 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 internalized at a young age, you know what I mean? That's just a whole different process that you go through. Because at seventeen, we haven't become fully emotionally mature. Yeah, we haven't developed certain life skills we might still be learning. You know, we are learning at 18 years old. As a matter of fact, you can't even, they say that the part of your brain that makes a decision, the executive director, which is in the front frontal cortex or whatever it's called, that's not even fully developed until 25. Mm -hmm. So imagine all of these grown men who are projecting these ideas into an 18 year old mind, you know, uh, how he might have processed that right and and that's why I, I i give the disclaimer i don't blame him at all for clapping back because what he's really saying amidst all of the jokes and the profanity and whatever else is going on he's really saying he's saying i'm hurt but he's okay. also saying like okay um y'all ain't all of that either that's what he's kind of <laughs> saying he's saying like y'all everybody's picking on me but guess what? Y'all ain't all of that either. And that goes uh, to say a lot about how we should be treating people. Yeah. You don't want to just pick on somebody else because it's the popular thing to do. And that's what Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes were doing, like little school girls. They just, you know, the mean girls in high school. Yeah. They was acting like that. <laughs> I'll show you the clip one day. And, 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 and as I think about this, you know, and we've we've had such a great conversation about anger the effects mm -hmm. of anger how we as people deal with anger but let's get back to the not to say it this way but how do we overcome anger wow the question that right there scrolling right at the bottom right at the bottom yeah and um i'm i'm i and i i don't know if you're gonna let people call in this time of night but if you guys could no okay <laughs> if you can post in the chat you know I'm just curious to know what some of your thoughts are. How do we overcome this anger? So we talked about it. We mm -hmm. understand it. We see where it's coming from. We, we, you know, we can feel the, the, the intensity of it, but how do we overcome this? Wow. How the Bible talks about, it. I was trying to get back to it. Mm -hmm. It talks about, I think I read in the beginning at the bottom, how it says to forgive is forgiveness the way to overcome anger what's the first step how do we get rid of it i've heard so many different um uh people say different ways now of course i'm not gonna say forgiveness is wrong mm -hmm. but what would you say gregory is the way to overcome anger well i know i, I, mentioned... I believe that we have to acknowledge it uh -huh. and by acknowledging it what i mean is to not have any defense mechanisms that's it not have any deflections to be fully transparent with the Lord. And if, if it's something where you even might have to express to a person, whatever it is, but specifically the Lord, that's because he's the only one that can take the weight away. That's mm. who that's what has that's to happen right. first is acknowledgement. You know, from that acknowledgement, there has to be communication. Yes. Because acknowledgement yep. is like an internal thing. Okay, this yep. is what's going on with me. But now we, you have to, one has to communicate it to the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, because the Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted. Yes. 
So he wants to be close to that person that mm-hmm. is brokenhearted, but you can't you can't heal something that you're hiding. That's so good. Say that again. You can't heal something that you're hiding. That's good. So understanding that we acknowledge, we communicate. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I think that's when we really hand the controller, the remote control, the driving wheel over to the Lord. Lord, take this weight off of me. Take this burden off of me. Take this heaviness off of me. And and then I guess I say the third thing is to receive from God. That's so good. Be available good. to receive healing, to receive love, because love covers a multitude of faults. And check this out. <laughs> As you were talking, you made me think back to, I think, when you asked me a question in the beginning, and I mentioned about the acknowledgement and never got past that part. Um, so I'm glad you brought it all back around because you know how I kind of go off a little bit. But the same three things you stated, acknowledgement, communication, receiving, that is the exact same principle that God uses throughout the Bible in other areas. Think wow. about salvation. You have to acknowledge that you're a sinner. I need you. The humility, the humility is always needed, that acknowledgement. Yeah. Then you communicate it. He said, speak, mm-hmm. speak. Confess. Don't just keep it to yourself. Confess. Public. I'm not saying go out and knock on people's doors and tell everybody, <laughs> but don't hide. Mm-hmm. Confess. I need the Lord. Yeah. I'm, I'm buried in my sin. I need him. Confess. Wow. So you have to do your part. And then, here, but here's, a, here's another big thing, receiving. Once you do your part, here you go, here you go, out of my hands. Sometimes we like this. Mm. We still holding on. I got it, Lord, just in case you need my help. No, I don't need your help, Nicole. I don't need your help, Greg. I got it. So it's now time for me to receive because now yeah. the process, He's he's got the process. You know why some folks might struggle with receiving that healing? Yeah. Is because hmm. when you're angry, Usually the byproduct of that is that you want revenge. <laughs> you when we're angry, we're angry about something. About something. And and something usually stems from someone. So we're angry at someone. And a lot of times it feels good to be angry because what we're really hoping is that we can exercise that revenge. Yes. Which is what one of the things that um Kwame is kind of doing right now. He's he's throwing it back at him. And like I say, I give him a little grace for that. I know maybe I shouldn't as a as a Christian, but but my <laughs> point is that he's doing what he needs to do. So those things are paramount. Stephanie um, uh said something. Um okay, go ahead. I see it's towards the bottom. I don't know if you could pull it up. We can really overcome anger by believing, trusting, and walking in God's fatherly provision. And promises. Amen. Ooh, Man, that's, that's good. Deep. That, t- that touched me. That's I want to read this comment from King of Grace. She says, I grew up abused and had to learn to cry for myself, mm. but I knew anger very well. Sadness was not tolerated in my home or I would be consumed. Wow. Jesus. She says, Lord, help us to deal with our emotions in healthy ways pleases that you. pleases you, Father. Absolutely. It's such a good prayer. And, uh, you mm. know, I I can honestly attest in my life personally, when I would cry out to God in anger, I would get a different response when I cried out to him in a state of humility, 
or mm. cried out in a state of hurt. When I'm angry, it's almost as if like he like, mm-hmm, go ahead, run your little tantrum. But as soon as I allow my heart to be vulnerable, because when you're hurting, that's you're, you're more vulnerable now. That's that's like saying this hurt my feelings. That that that's exposes a vulnerability. But when you're angry, isn't it, it's really nothing. Is no vulnerability there? Yeah, it's like a wall. Like I'm still tough, and I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you say that hurt my feelings, now the vulnerability is there. So that's probably why it's hard for people to say I'm hurt. But I notice that when I cry out to the Lord and when the anger, anger goes away and by the time I get all that out and like, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, go for a walk. And now I'm like, God, I'm really hurt. That really hurt me. It's like, shoo, he jumped. it's like, it's like I hear him clearly because the anger sometimes clouds my ability to hear. But when I'm hurting now, my heart has changed and it's not like that revenge state. Like you said, when I'm angry, it's about revenge. Now, when your heart is softened and you're like, God, that really hurt me. He said he's near to the brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. He said he's near to the one that want to get revenge and, and kill somebody. He didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, of course, he's here for you, but he has, it's almost like a little soft spot for the Lord. Like, you know, yeah. the brokenhearted. I got you, babe. I got you. You know, but if you angry, he like, let him go, go, simmer down a little bit. Simmer down. Yeah. I need a nice pliable heart, vulnerable uh, give it to me because he it's like he eats up our humility. He he's like he just he's like, I'm ready, you know. <laughs> but when you angry, it's like I want to get back, I want to do this. And mm. like you said, the word does say, Vengeance is mine, save the Lord. And so when we come before him and say, Lord, this hurt me, that's me saying, I'm humbling myself to say, in my area of weakness or in my um vulnerability, rather, I have been let down, I have been hurt. I have been saddened by this. This bothered me, Lord. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel this way. And I need your help. Help me. Because I really feel like I'm going to lose my mind, Lord. So wow. help me. And that's where the humility comes in. But the anger is like, I'm going to handle it. But the sadness is like, I'm so hurt. I'm let down. Lord, help me. I yeah. need you. Man. It's hard being angry as a Christian, like a mature Christian, because you can't you can't cuss or nothing. You know what I mean? Like you just oh, it's I find it it's one of the worst emotions in my opinion because you can't really like get it out the way the flesh wants to get it out. Man. So you just kind of reach this point of failure, which is a good type of failure, where yeah. it's like you just gotta gotta I, go. When to I'm God. really angry, I just bust out in tears. I, wow. it, it's just like it's just it's just like it's nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Glean from his word says Jesus was angry when they were selling in the house of the Lord, yeah. but he did not hurt. And he said, let it be a house of prayer. Verse 14 is key that he released it. Yeah, mm. he, he did what he needed to do. But you notice how his anger was always directed towards the upbuilding of the kingdom. It was never a personal thing like oh i don't like the color shoes you wore mm -hmm. or y'all took too much money this week or whatever it's always about his father's business yeah always it, it was about people that he had a higher expectation from yeah basically you know those that those that purported themselves to to be mm -hmm. of stature he mm -hmm. held them to that stature absolutely that they purported themselves to be exactly you know if you're the the tax collector or the harlot or something like that or the adulteress you know they're not walking around with the nose up in the air but when it comes came to them he was harder on them yeah 
exceeding abundantly says amen emotions are not my bad emotions are data, data not yes, directives that's good we don't have to make permanent it. decisions on a temporary emotion oh that is so good yeah we need to plaster that in <laughs> all around that's, that's so good uh, you know they're indicators they yeah. don't make the decisions they're not the drivers they're just data it's just data yeah i'm gonna grow up one day but this made me laugh brother joseph said it's not fun when the rabbit gets the gun <laughs> talking about kwame oh boy yeah um here's some other examples john was angry when the pharisees came to the baptism and called them a mm. brood of vipers mm. john was not the one <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, there's some really good comments, and this is actually one where I would like to read all of them, but in the interest of time, we really can't. Yeah, because you so gotta I'm, I'm gonna read go a few on. at the bottom and then we'll kind of wrap it up. Um, let's see if we can get one from uh, here's Sister Torrance. She says, uh, sometimes getting to the root of your anger can be emotional in itself. Yes, Lord. But the freedom you get after the process is amazing. Mm. Man, it's it's That's like good, sometimes it is hard to man, that was so profound because we usually we look at the action uh-huh. of whatever happened. You know, um somebody cut somebody cut me off on the road. Uh-huh. Okay, and then you just flip flew off the handle. You think your issue is I don't like when people cut me off on the road. Right. And it's not. But when you actually troubleshoot that issue or when one troubleshoots that issue, it's like, okay, uh, really, you felt like you were never heard. You, you felt go. like you were the, you know, invisible in the room. Um, maybe like maybe you real short or something and you just felt like people don't respect. It could be any type of issue but troubleshooting the anger yeah that's oh, like said could almost be that you want to bring that back parts. up again that's good no we ain't gonna do it that's cool that's cool but that was that was a wonderful <laughs> comment yeah that's the beauty of being online we can rewind it <laughs> glory to god Thanks in the highest me know it, it ain't personal <laughs> don't get angry at me oh i'm not angry brother i'm gonna troubleshoot that <laughs> yeah, Sister Marsha says there's also a level of responsibility that comes with healing. You went from victim to victor, and now you have to walk in that man. My goodness, the level of responsibility. Ooh, wow. I was talking to a close friend of mine about that. It said uh, we were actually having a conversation on forgiveness, and it's like, and it was, it, it, it sometimes you may feel like, Lord, why I got to be the one to forgive? Mm-hmm. They the one that hurt me. Now I have to forgive. I'm the one that's hurting, wow. you know, but it keeps you in constant, constant. It's a constant reminder to be humble because guess what? He forgives us over and over. Wow. So who am I to not forgive someone else? Mm-hmm. Even when it's the same thing, which drives me nuts, but it does not matter. He didn't say only forgive them seven times, seven times, you know, whatever. If it's something different, it could yeah, be the same yeah, thing. Same thing. So it's like, Lord, they hurt me. Now I got to forgive. Man, I got, it's like, I got double the work to do, but wow. it is for our good. Cause guess what? That bitterness and that anger that you have is killing you, not them. Wow. At all. It ain't hurting them. Man. 
Whew, so she said it is a responsibility. That is so good. Yeah, mm, Brother Blake good. says forgiveness will set you free from anger. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. The Bible says that. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. It's another one here. Sister Laura says, I grew up in that way in my household that it was wrong to show emotion and was used against me. And I thought it was wrong, which is why before I came to the Lord, I struggled to be honest with the Lord. Wow. Mm. Man. And I think when we begin our journey with the Lord, that's like one of the first things. Well, I'll say for me, is just being open and honest because he goes into those hidden places, the places that, you know, and I think of a house, you can go in this door, this door, this door, but not this door. Stay out of here. That's where he goes. It's like, wow, transparency, vulnerability. You just opened up. It's like the first thing I feel like in our process with the Lord, because he's showing you like, if you've given me access, I'm going to move in here. So don't try to hide this thing from me because I'm going to show you you. That's like the almost feel like that's the first thing he does is he shows you you. Because guess what? When you become a Christian, the first thing you're doing is admitting the sinful nature of who you are. Wow. You're releasing that. And he's like, oh, yeah, you knew you was, you needed me. But let me show you really why. Mm. So this thing going to stick. This is going to stick real good. Because some people say, oh, I went to the front and got saved because the pastor said, raise your hand. And I just repeated these words. But no, when he show you who you really are. Oh, oh, you know, when they say taste and see that he is good. Oh, you're going to know. You're going to say, oh, man, I, I thought I needed you. But man, oh, oh, I need you, need you, Lord. I ain't yeah. know all this dirt and filth and grime is in me. Mm. Like, I'm going to yeah. live on that pot as well. I ain't never getting off because I got some stuff. Man, because you, you you be ugly. Not you, but like like <laughs> me. Me be ugly. Me when be he ugly. show. Yes. You me, <laughs> I hear he was like you me you me. You, I got you. I didn't confuse myself. <laughs> yeah, but that's so good though. Wow. I, I love that she shared that. That's so good. Yeah, mm. Sister Laura says, gone through everything, brother my Greg God. and sister. It's like you guys are speaking my life. It's oh, been a journey for Jesus. me, and still is. But I'm grateful. I'm walking mm. with the Lord through it. Praise the Lord. It's he definitely a journey, and I and I and I. What was her name, Sister Laura? I will mm -hmm. absolutely be in prayer with you, sis, because. Whew. It is it's, it's, it's definitely something that I truly feel that we all, in one way or another, have had to go through or are experiencing. Yeah. Anger is something that is common to all of us. And I was joking, saying that if somebody says they never got angry or at least a little bit irritated, mm -hmm. you know, it, something ain't right. Because in some way or another in time in life, we've experienced it. And not knowing and, and also being raised in a situation where you're told that you can't be, mm -hmm. that it's a bad thing. And then you have to unlearn that when you come to Christ because he's like, give it to me. And you're like, well, Lord, all my life I was told I'm not supposed to. That's a process of itself. Mm -hmm. So, Sister Laura, I, I truly appreciate your transparency and um, just for sharing that. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. Wow. So I will absolutely be in prayer for you as well. Yeah. Absolutely. To uplift and support you. Yeah. Sister Carol says slavery ends when Jesus enters in. Mm. Through him, there is a way to forgive, love, and be changed. Praise the Lord. Sister Torrance says, when we hide that, God can't deliver us from it, but Satan mm. can use it against us. Man. She hitting hard. Man, mm. these now, comments are so good. This is a hard-hitting comment, low-key. Uh -oh. Sister D says, peace is a choice. Ooh, let, let that sit for a minute. Peace is a choice. That means we have to overcome emotions. 
There you go. We can choose to be angry or we can choose not to be angry. Woo, that's good. That it, uh, it's the it's, little it's, ones it's that hard, get me. Man. Yeah, that's good. It's hard. That's good. Mm. Yeah, man. Here's a here's some helpful practical advice. You can't be mad when you're praising and worshiping God. Mm. Just like you can't give gifts unto God and you didn't got a quarrel with your brother. He said, go, go back, fix that, then come back. Yeah. Can't. Don't worship me and you angry and you got stuff going on. What did the scripture That's so say? Good. I'm going I'm to so have good. to find the scripture. Man, y'all got me fired up tonight. Um, <laughs> the scripture that talks about the garment of praise. The garment of praise. There's an exchange that God does. Ooh. And we're going to end with this. There's an exchange yes. that God does. Isaiah mm. chapter 61, That's verse really 3. That exchange, beauty to for ashes. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, mm. the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the yes. spirit of heaviness. That's good. That they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Man. That is so good. Was that wow. Isaiah? Oh, I'm sorry. That was Isaiah 61 and 3. 61 and 3. Yeah. So good. I don't know how mm. this got that on That exchange. Here. That exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, man, mm. Stephanie got to it before I got yeah, to Steph it. Yeah, Steph on point. Yeah. Well, listen, um, we don't typically pray at the end of solid talks because it's a discussion. Yeah. But I do want to pray that all of us can release anger. Yeah. Um, whatever has been going through. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever has been happening. I've been praying for Kwame as well. I'll, I'll do that mm. probably privately. But yeah, let's just look to the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this discussion. God, this is needful because your word says to not let the sun go down on your anger. Lord, there are things that we need to troubleshoot. There are areas about ourselves, God, that we have concealed. There are areas about ourselves, God, that we don't even know. There's trauma that some of us has have faced, God, that we need to learn how to overcome. And so, Lord, we look to you. Lord Jesus, we just want to pray that each and every person who's dealing with any sort of anger, any sort of frustration, God, that they would surrender every weight, every burden, every frustration, every hurt, every pain, every trauma that has happened in their lives. Oh, God, we just pray, Father God, that you would do a great work. And your word says, God, that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Father, we pray, oh God, that you would break that yoke of heaviness, Father God, that that weight, God, that heaviness, God, that we would replace it, God, with the garment of praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we just want to pray, God, for everyone that is hearing this message, God, even for those that won't hear this message, God, but just for whoever is dealing with hurt, whoever is dealing with pain, God. We want them to know, God, that they have a way in Jesus Christ. They have a savior. They have a, a helper. They have a, a peace, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace. They have freedom in Christ. So, Lord, we just want to pray for each and every person. We also want to pray for Kwame, Lord, that um, everything that he's dealing with, God, that he would just give it to you, that he would turn to you, that someone, God, would give him the gospel oh, and that yes, he would God. just walk in who it is that you have called him to be, Lord. Yes, he Lord. says somebody told him when he was younger that he was going to be a preacher or something like that, God. So mm -hmm. I just pray, Father God, that um, you would build him up into who you have called him to be. 
and help him to overcome everything that he's faced, Lord. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you. We praise you. And we ask these and all of the blessings in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Sister, you have anything before we close out? <sighs> this has been a much needed conversation. And I, and I do believe at some point we may probably, you know, revisit this or, or a specific portion of this, you know, as we hit on some pretty heavy topics of rejection and, mm -hmm. you know, traumas and um, just kind of our upbringings. But I'll say that I think this was definitely a great start to a bigger conversation. And it's great. I'm grateful to be here to have this dialogue. Glory to God. Well, that's all we have in this Solid Talk family. We pray that you've been edified. Um, I just want to close out with these final thoughts. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. We're witnessing one example that just happens to be the example right now of what can happen when we sit and let things fester, let things grow that shouldn't be there. So let the Lord get down to the root of those issues, those problems, so that we can walk in the freedom and live this life in that much more abundant that Jesus has promised us. So that's all we have in this Solid Talk family. We pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be all blessed. Right. Be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object culture living godless i can't even call it we in the last days babylon is falling don't kill the messenger i can't mess with your points got a plethora this life will keep on testing you this walk and get the best of you i'm trying to tell you bruh only a the shall we say we're trying to get the rest Speaking of you out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trade in places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus going
wanna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slamboree So I need them every day, to daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in